everyone, welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. I'm your host Mackenzie and you are listening to part two of my conversation with Priya Patel from The Hair and Skin Diaries. This is Priya's blog and she is passionate about talking about hair care and skin care and specifically talking about brands that have a focus on environmental sustainability. So I invited her on the show and in part one we talked about what she looks for in brands that she uses and we also started into a conversation about SPF and sun protection. So in part one we talked about what SPF is and why it's important and now for part two we're answering some more important questions about SPF like what types of sunscreen to use, what ingredients to look for, what ingredients to to look out for and we are both talking about some of our favorite SPF brands. We also talk about a few other fun things like things Priya is loving right now and as usual I've written all the links for you that are available in the show notes so you don't have to worry about scribbling down any of the brands she mentions because I've written them all down for you so go to view those on the show notes you can look at those on the app that you're listening to or on my website and while you're over there I would really really love it if you would leave a rating and a review because I am donating money for reviews I receive right now so far I've been able to donate $40 which is awesome but I want to donate even more so leave a review while you're over there I'm donating to two awesome charities water mission that provides clean water for people in need and young life which is a ministry that works with young people in their schools so two super cool organizations that I want to give more money away to so leave a review if you've already done that I highly highly thank you it means so much to me and I want to give a shout out to a few people who have done that the review I'll read for today is from Kate she said love it I've learned something new every episode this is is a great podcast to continue to educate yourself on current issues. Check it out. Thanks, Kate, and I really appreciate that, and thanks for helping me to donate money. So happy July to all of you. I hope you are enjoying the sun and the warm weather if you live in the West, and I hope you continue to enjoy this conversation with Priya. And so back to your recommendations, how do we look for a good SPF? Like what what are some, you know, whether it's specific products or ingredients that we need to look for? what are your recommendations for people? And I know I want to point out too that a lot of women probably notice that so many makeups do have SPF in Mm -hmm. them. So, you know, maybe we're slightly at an advantage with that because we might be using SPF unintentionally anyways. But, you know, with that, what, what kind of products do you recommend using, especially for people that don't wear like a face makeup every day? Okay, so I would, so the minimum you should be wearing is SPF 30, in my opinion. So any Uh um, SPF that is under, and there are quite a few out there that are SPF 15 and whatnot, I don't think they provide enough. Um, coverage and you also have to remember with SPF 15 you're probably having to reapply it every half an hour which we're not Mm going to do realistically yeah so I would go for SPF um, 30 during the winter Mm -hmm. times because the UVB should Mm -hmm. still be the same kind of strength and SPF 50 when it starts to get warmer and in the hotter months and also Mm -hmm. like depending on which one you go for I would go for one which has the longest lasting hours possible because again you don't want to keep reapplying it and that's another thing people struggle with is reapplying SPF during the day so the one I have mm-hmm. is six hours so which is perfect for me from when I say on a normal work day where I actually go out it would be from when I wake up I'll put it on 
by the time I in the afternoon around two three I'll go I would have come out the gym and then I'll reapply it so that's another six hours again on top of that and by the time that six hours is done it's dark in the UK so I'm good by then so yeah so I would look mm-hmm. for SPF 30 um in the winter SPF 50 in the summer um to protect yourself okay I would also look for broad spectrum serum just because then you know that it covers everything and I don't know about the US or other countries but in the UK so like our um, version of Ulta Beauty Buttes have their kind of stars so they actually um, provide so if, if uh, SPF meets certain standards they'll give them like the approval they're not of approval kind of as such so there's a few SPFs that have that here mm-hmm. in the UK so if you see that you know that it's been adequately tested to protect your skin so they're good to go. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. And does broad spectrum mean that it for UVA and UVB rays? Yeah. Is that what that yeah. means? Yeah. Okay. So it, okay. it covers cool. everything and um, usually it will say UVA, UVB at the bottom. So if mm-hmm. it doesn't say broad spectrum, I would look for one that has both. I wouldn't just go for one okay. either. Gotcha. Oh, and uh-huh. I know you mentioned that you have a lot of makeups have SPF in them. Yeah. But I wouldn't rely on that. Okay. Um, just I would use a separate SPF even if your makeup has it. So my NARS foundation has SPF in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, tinted moisturizer has SPF in it, but mm-hmm. I don't rely on that when I wear that. Just because the way you see it, so you're supposed to apply a certain amount depending on which product or which company you use. So the one that I have is a SPF mousse. So I have to use a golf ball amount to cover my face and my neck. Mm. If it was a liquid one, then it would be just over a pea size amount. When you think about when you're applying makeup, you're applying the same amount, but that's also mixed with all the other stuff, mm-hmm. which is foundation, the color, other hydrating um, ingredients and whatnot is in that tinted moisturizer or foundation. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be enough. So you might it might say it's SPF 30, but you might be actually getting yeah. SPF 15 amount, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you're not getting the full amount. So I would, I would use a separate one just so you know that you've got it. And there's a lot of SPFs out there that are actually very good base for um, before you apply makeup. Okay, that's really good to know because then that can be used too for, you know, whether or not you wear makeup. We can all kind of use similar Mm. products probably. So that's good to know. Mm -hmm. So then the other thing that I had mentioned was the ingredients. Like I said, there's been a lot of talk about this lately of like, okay, mm-hmm. what ingredients should we look for in our SPF? And there's even, I don't know about the UK, but I know in the US that some ingredients are being banned because of, you know, their their dangers to our body and to our environment. So do you mm-hmm. want to talk about that? I, I know I do, I've done a little bit of research so I can contribute to this discussion a little bit too because it's something that we, we've moved to a beach area a couple, well, almost two years ago now and so I'm like okay need to really invest in in the sunscreen (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so I've been looking at this so yeah do you want to talk about what you've learned on this topic yeah so um I know that one of the ingredients um we've mentioned is oxide benzone so Mm -hmm. again I'm not sure about us but in the eu it used to be 10 percent you can put in your sunscreens but actually like I think a year Mm -hmm. and a half ago they actually put it down to six percent after research showed that there is some impact on our skin Mm -hmm. 
they've come back with like six percent is okay it's very minimal and it won't make that it won't do that much damage to us and mm-hmm. our skin or into our um, systems so in the eu overall if you're going to make a chem i would say, i would call it synthetic sunscreen i don't want to call it chemical because then it kind of states that mineral um sunscreen isn't chemical water is chemical so yeah let's talk yeah. about synthetic and mineral so synthetic sunscreens are only allowed max six percent of that ingredient mm-hmm. there are um some other ingredients which are done research on but I can't remember from the top of my head sorry but yeah so there have been some ingredients but when you weigh up if you don't wear sunscreen too when you do wear it the need to wear it far outweighs the tiny repercussions of not wearing it if that makes sense right so I think with this area it's just it's quite fast-paced and it's it's very mixed as well because you have different countries chiming in on what they believe in that. And one thing I want to point out is look at who's... Like, this is one thing my um, partner always says when I'm talking about certain ingredients or, oh, my God, I saw this research and this ingredient's totally fine, but how can they say this and stuff like that? But look at who's actually doing the research. Mm-hmm. So if it's a pharmaceutical company that's doing the research think about whether they're doing the research because they want to carry on selling that ingredient or they're doing the research because they genuinely want to provide that information which will in in the end help us get a safer product out there yeah so that's another thing I would like always always look at um when looking at research as well yeah for sure yeah and so something that I've kind of learned recently just to help people maybe understand the concept better I so I had a baby a year ago and with talking um, with the pediatrician Mm -hmm. I had said okay so what about sun protection for a baby like because there's a lot of stuff you can't give them obviously like can you put sunscreen on a baby how does this work and um, they had said you know after a few months you can but you want to make sure you're getting a physical blocker and so the way they explained it to me was um, with sunscreen there's either a chemical blocker which is what most people use where you put it on your skin, you don't see it, and it kind of absorbs into your skin. Or there's the physical blockers, which is most commonly zinc oxide. And that is like kind of what you'd see in like the old movies where people would have a like a big white pasty nose where it's literally oh, yeah, physically mineral, just, yeah. yeah, yeah, a mineral-based one where it's physically blocking the rays of the sun. And now they're making them where they do rub in, but they're not going to rub in quite as easily because they're meant to physically block the rays. And so the physical blockers are in general safer because they're not being as a, like because anytime you put stuff on your skin, it's absorbing into mm-hmm. your bloodstream. And so with a physical blocker, it's safer in that sense. And so when it was explained to me that way, I was like, ah, okay, that clicks with me. And, you know, if that's what's safest for children, I would imagine that's what's safest for everybody. And so that's kind of what I look for in my sunscreen is usually I'm trying to get a zinc oxide based sunscreen just because that's been proven the safest ingredient from what I've seen. But like you said, there's so much research out there where Mm. everybody really needs to to do their own and to look into because there, there's just so many ingredients in sunscreens. there is even if you get you know 
it's a zinc oxide sunscreen, there's probably still 20 other ingredients in it. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, if you're really that confused or if you're really unsure, talk to a dermatologist. Like, you don't need to make Mm -hmm. an appointment, but there are, like, quite a lot of dermatologists on Instagram and social media where you can just put a general... Because I wouldn't say this is a specific skin concern. It's more of a general question. So put it to Mm -hmm. them, like they're there to help you as well and help you make up your mind the ones Mm -hmm. that I have spoken to have said that they're not completely convinced by the research that's out there on term in terms of the synthetic um uh, sunscreens and the adverse effects on them and they're not Mm -hmm. completely convinced by the same for mineral sunscreens because in the UK there's some papers out where they're talking about how mineral sunscreen doesn't actually protect your skin and whatnot but they're Mm -hmm. not convinced by that theory either they think both are good it just depends on personal choice it depends on for me like personally I hate having a white cast because when I'm going out I I have two different colors I'm like my face to my body is two different colors so I've tried mineral sunscreen and plus it really stings my eyes so I'm constantly on our underground tube I look like I'm crying half the time Uh, (laughs) because I've because I put it on underneath my eyes as well so sometimes it gets Uh into my eyes so I choose for the synthetic one and I've done a lot of asking and researching and I've kind of honing on one which I'm happy with and the research that they've done because they've done their own research and they've also accumulated research from other countries and other areas for me to be okay yeah I'll go with this sunscreen until obviously I see anything else that will make me feel like that's not safe. Mm-hmm. so do your own research and like I said mm-hmm. ask dermatologists because it's very confusing like one thing I wouldn't go by is what I don't I don't know how to put this but like there's a lot of people out there who would like to fear like love fear mongering because they catch on to an idea and that's it they won't even look at the other side talk to someone that's looked at both sides mm-hmm like um you've clearly done your research on both sides Mm -hmm. so I would trust your opinion on this because you're not you're not one person that's like set on just you know this way is the only way you've like Mm -hmm. you've wanted the best for your baby and for you obviously so yeah talk to someone that's done looked at both sides and dermatologists it's their kind of job to do that. They 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 are bound by very very high standards by their medical board, yeah. so they can't tell you yeah. one thing's bad if there's actually no proof that it's bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I know. So in the U.S., like with oxybenzone, they there are some states here that have banned sunscreens with it, mm-hmm. and that's really there's a lot of research going on about how it affects our bodies that I would encourage people to look at, like how some of these ingredients because one big thing is the hormone disruption and they're mm. thinking maybe these things could be linked to infertility which I feel like makes sense because that's such a problem yeah. now um people having struggles with infertility so that's something really interesting that I would encourage people to mm. research you know especially if they are wanting to have kids or you know but I would say that the so the other reason that they're some states are banning it from especially states like Florida or Hawaii where you know it's a lot of beach is because they believe it's doing damage to our coral reefs and um they're finding like high proportions of these chemicals in the water Mm. 
And that's a really, you know, scary thing because we already have so many problems, like you said, with climate change and everything. And so then on top of it, you know, people are layering layering on chemicals on, on their skin as they're supposed to to protect themselves, but then going into the water and that's yeah. where it's ending up. And so um, that's something that is really becoming popular in the U.S. is reef safe sunscreen and i don't know if you you guys have seen no, a lot of that, that we haven't but... actually seen anything but i think that's a really good idea yeah yeah they had that in the uk we don't really have beaches where right we can go that <laughs> yeah. Much, but... <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> that's actually a really good idea yeah yeah so that's something that people could look for is um a, a lot of sunscreens now will say reef safe and that usually means that they don't have oxybenzone in them so in general you know even oh, nice. if you're not going to do anything else i would maybe just pick that kind of sunscreen because then you know it's probably a little bit safer for you and safer for our oceans um, because you know I mentioned how they're thinking it's possibly linked with like fertility and reproductive systems it can be the same thing even for our marine life they're thinking so that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy so um, you know so that's that's something to be conscious of when people do their research too is uh, you know, if you're going in a swimming pool, that's one thing. But if you're going into our oceans, um, you want to be thinking yeah. about what you're bringing into the ocean with you. And so the other thing I had researched a little bit was like aerosol cans versus lotions um, when it comes to sunscreen. Mm-hmm. So are, are aerosol cans pretty popular? Like the spray spray on sunscreens, are those popular in the UK? They are, but it's mainly, again, when it's peak time during summer and people are going on holiday because um, for ESO yeah. use. But um, I don't think in general I've seen loads of people at the checkout counter with the aerosols one. Um, it's mainly like the tube ones. So I don't I personally um, don't feel like it's a huge um, thing in the UK um, all year round, just mainly in the summer. Um, And that's, again, like I said, it's only when people are going on holiday and they just want to have something quickly to spray on. Right. Yeah. And I think that's really why they become so popular is just like the ease of use, especially Mm. for kids that are like super restless and, you know, it's easy to just like spray them down rather than like lather them up with lotion but I've seen some really interesting things on them like I had heard that aerosol cans are not as they're not safe for the environment because like if you've ever watched anyone spray on sunscreen you can see it like drifts you know way like the wind carries it far away and a lot of times it lands on you know whether it's plants or in the water and it just does more harm than good but I've actually seen lately too that they're really thinking for one it's it's not safe because of the risk of inhaling it and that's not something you want in your lungs but also because the amount that you're getting when you spray on is not nearly enough and so I actually saw one article that was saying to get the right amount of sunscreen on with a spray can you would have to go through one a one can wow. a day because it's not spraying out like nearly enough as it is when you're like lathering on the sunscreen cream wow. so I feel like based on the research I've done I would say people should just like nix the the spray cans and sunscreen I, I, I don't really I don't really understand them to be fair I did buy one last year and I used it twice and then I gave it to my workmate because I was just like I I, I completely agree with the whole that it's not enough protection 
from a spray. Right. Like I used it and yeah. I was just like, what is this? It's like little water. It's just yeah. like water on me. Like, it's not, right, it's, there's yeah. nothing there. And plus I just, I just didn't like that it went into my hair. <laughs> it went onto my yeah. clothes when I sprayed it. Yeah. So then it does make you think that if it's going on to that, if you're by a beach or if you're outside in your garden, where it, where else is it going as well when you're spraying it? And plus yeah, another thing yeah. to point out is the actual like, so the mechanism of actually like when you press it and it sprays it, the mm-hmm. it's actually not recyclable. So a container could be recyclable, but the actual the nozzle and the bit that actually goes to spray it isn't recyclable. Mm-hmm. So then again, that's another thing that's not great for the right. environment. So it's just pretty much useless those yeah. kind of cans really yes yeah I agree I I hope we don't stand alone in our opinions but <laughs> I'm like yeah let's just get rid of those let's just do the sunscreen cream that's just safer for everybody <laughs> yeah okay so do you have some SPF products that you feel like are great like your favorites or one favorite that you would recommend everybody to check out yeah, so I actually have one, which is my absolute favorite. It's one, um, I don't know if it's available in the US, though. It's one that's available in the UK and EU. It's by a firm called, uh, by a sorry, company called Ebby Technology. They're actually, um, I find them quite interesting because they've done a lot of research from how they package it to how it goes to the consumers to how much people have to put onto the skin and how many times this is one of the rare fuse that I've seen where it's actually it protects your skin for six hours which is a very long time compared to a lot of the sunscreens out there yeah and it comes out in your hand um in a form of a mousse so okay. it's like um a golf ball amount will protect you and your neck enough amount of time and like I said it's got the boots rating which is again like the Yulta version um, in the UK so it's got their five star rating in terms of the UVA and UVB protection mm-hmm. and also so it's, it's a small can you like if you look on my Instagram page you'll see it pop up a few times it's quite um, a small com- can but it lasts you forever because they literally pack everything into the can and when it comes out into the mousse it it's enough for I think 60 applications which I think a normal sunscreen has lasted me for a month mm-hmm. um, or just over a month so it lasts longer for me as well mm-hmm. and also I'm not like I don't know the scientific words for all of this but basically the way that the propellant works as well is actually um they've done some research and the way that they've done it is that it doesn't burn any gas when it's um being formed into a mousse which is actually a lot better for the environment and the ozone layer so that's one of the ones that I've seen where I've been pleasantly surprised and I've been like, oh, okay, cool. So overall, it's less damaging to the environment as well as more protection for your skin. So that's why it's one of my favorites. And my biggest thing is it doesn't have a white cast for my face. It doesn't sting my eyes either. And it's got, they've added a couple of other ingredients like hyaluronic acid and vitamin C, which um, is great because then that means there's two less ingredients I need to put on my face and it keeps my face hydrated. So it's perfect for say when I'm after gym, I can just literally slather it on my face and I don't need to worry about, oh, I need to put this on now. I need to put that on now. I can just put on um, an oil and then that and I'm done. 
Um, so it's great for that. For mineral sunscreens, because I know that there's a lot of people that would want um, the mineral alternative. Uh-huh. La Roche, I'm really bad with pronouncing names, so bear with me. <laughs> La Roche Posay, um, they have a good sunscreen, a mineral sunscreen. Paula's Choice, I've not tried personally, but in the community, like the skincare community, a lot of people have raved on about that, the mineral one as well, um, just because it's lightweight and it doesn't leave as much of a white cast as a lot of other ones do. Okay. What other one? Cordially, I've heard is good. Re- Actually, there's one other one. If you're if if you want a mineral sunscreen, you want to be good for the environment as well. Like you want to be uh, as sustainable as possible. Mm-hmm. Ren, I th- I don't know if it's available there, but I'm pretty sure that you could probably get it um delivered around the world. Um, it's a br- okay. it's a, it's R E N, and it's a brand. If you if I if I can recommend you to follow any brand, it would be probably this one, just because. Their okay. recycling is very on point and they they want to look after the environment. So their products are always built around looking after the environment as well. It's a mineral sunscreen. There's an SPF 30, which is perfect. They've got a mattifying one, which is great if you don't like your face looking shiny as well. So it's great. It's definitely one I would recommend. And is that one for like your whole body or is that more like one that you would use on a daily basis on your face or both? That, that's that's a face one okay. so um i don't know if there's a body one but the general rule is if it can go on your face it can go on your body too right sure that makes sense yeah well i thought i'd recommend my favorite that i've found and this is more one for like your body i mean it can go on your face too but for you know for people mm-hmm. that are thinking about like stocking up for summer beach days or whatever vacation the one that I've found I've tried so many and my favorite so far has been a brand called (sighs) coconut joe's and it's one that I found at like my local vitamin store and I was like I'll try this and it's it's the only zinc oxide mineral sunscreen that I've found that's specifically for your whole body that doesn't, like you said, leave that white cast on, like leave you looking super pasty because that's like the main mm-hmm. problem I've found with the zinc oxide ones is they're really sticky and they leave you looking really ghostly kind of. And yeah. so this one's been my favorite. It rubs in really well and doesn't feel it like it doesn't feel like you're wearing a ton of sunscreen or anything. But it is zinc oxide based. It has no oxybenzone. It's reef safe. It protects against UVA and UVB rays. It smells really good too. It smells like coconut. Um, And the ingredients Mm -hmm. are organic. So that's nice. So that's been my favorite for like, you know, taking with me when I go to the beach or the pool. So yeah, I feel like those were a lot of great recommendations. People should should be ready to go for <laughs> for all their sun care needs. Yeah. So another thing I just wanted to add, like um, with mineral suns get uh, sunscreens, the one um when I've done my research is when a uh, mineral sunscreen leaves as little white cast as possible, you know it's been made good. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they've really thought about their formula and they've thought about the protection. If it's got SPF 30 and it doesn't leave a white cast, uh-huh. generally the formula of the product is very good. Cool. Yeah, that's good to know. Awesome. Okay, so if you could have one main message that you want listeners to walk away with, what would that be? Wear sunscreen <laughs> during the day, <laughs> regardless of the weather. Yes. Like you can, you can, you can have 
a load of skin problems, including pigmentation, wrinkles, and things like that. But to actually prevent any of those forming or to stop it getting any worse, sun protection. Yeah. And to stop yourself from, like, or to help yourself so that you don't get skin cancer. Yeah. Sunscreen. That is my number one product that I would tell everyone to wear. Yes, agree. That's a great last message. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you a few fun questions before I let you go so that people can keep getting okay. to know you. What is oh, the most in fact, impactful book that you've read? Ooh, mm, that's interesting. I'm just looking at my books because they're right near me. <laughs> um, actually, I think it's an American author, um, Atomic Habits, James Clear. I don't know if he's British or American, but Atomic Habits, just because it's really helped me in terms of forming healthy habits, whether it's my lifestyle or my um, skincare routine, it it applies to every part of your life. Say if you want to get into exercising more or I don't know, like anything you want to do or add to your life and you want to make it a habit, this book explains how you can make it a habit and why certain things that you get into don't become a long-term habit. It's it's great. Oh, that sounds interesting. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, Atomic Habits. How about, is there anything that you've listened to recently that you think everybody should hear, like podcast or documentary or anything like that? Um, I really like Jay Shetty's one. Okay. Just because I find it um, very interesting. And Jada Pinkett Smith, her Red Table Talk. Oh, yeah. I like them just because I feel like she's just so raw and honest and there's no topic off the table regardless of right. whether she's going to get some backlash from it or not. And I like those kind of things that aren't going to conform to what people think you should be saying and listening to or who you should be interviewing. Um, right. So them too. And there's a... British one so anyone that's like um, self-employed or uh, wants motivation or wants to go and have their own side hustle and things like that there's a person called Rob Moore he's a British guy and he's got a podcast called the disruptive entrepreneur okay he's really good so those are the three that I really like at the moment yeah is the Jada Pinkett Smith one is that one a podcast or is it only um, a video no I think video? it's Facebook oh yeah Facebook video yeah okay, yeah. okay cool good yeah. recommendations how about a brand or a product something other than what we've already told people with the SPFs that you are really liking lately it can be skincare or not skincare okay so I don't think this is um I don't know how I, I don't know if this would go into it but this is part of my well-being journey because Again, like I said at the beginning, I feel like looking after yourself mentally and physically helps as well with your skincare and hair care, and it's all connected. Um, So I think he's American, but there's a guy called Dr. John D. Martini, and he has these courses, and he has facilitators, so he has his um, people that teach around the world globally. And I actually recently went on to a workshop a few weekends ago by one of his facilitators, um, a woman called Mami Chowdhury. And I've been on um, Dr. D. Martini's course last year, but um, I decided to go on her one this year. And for me, it's been a big game changer in terms of my personal life, in terms of my work life, in terms of my motivation, my passion, like 
I've just become a lot more clearer since doing this and it's just I, I would recommend anyone to kind of look it up so his thing is that you can't always you can't be positive and you can't be negative like either one of too much isn't good for our health and the way the universe works is it'll come back to you to kind of bring you back to a state of balance so his thing is try and be balanced so when you're so for example like I know that there's a lot of people that are like very positive 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 and I've been trying to do that and it's to be fair it's not worked for me so his thing is like when you're positive you miss certain things because you're on such a high like when you're um that's a positive thing when you're really really happy and ecstatic about something your mind is in a certain way that it misses certain things and when you become complacent the universe will come and like bring you back down kind of thing so you look, look at that but then when you're looking at a negative as well you're you're not looking at everything again you're you're missing things because your mind state is oh everything's shit everything's bad so it's like looking at what you're actually getting from being in that negative or your perceived negative situation so um his research has just really kind of kept me interested and it's not just um because he brings everything into it so he brings um scientific facts into it like in terms of how our brain works and how this is related to what his theory is but he also brings in like old spiritual books like the vedic times and i think the buddhists and everything so he brings everything in so it doesn't just speak to someone who's spiritual or someone who's very scientific when i've gone to workshops you can see people that are from a medical background but then there's someone who's come from a very spiritual background then they both come together and they're both like ah okay that makes sense oh that's so interesting so yeah that's what uh I wouldn't want to say he's a brand but an area that I'm interested in yeah well these are all great recommendations that I'll have to check out and I'm going to make sure I post links to everything too that we reference so that people can check out some of the products we talked about and Mm -hmm. you know keep doing some of their own research but how can people find you if they want to follow along with your blog or ask you questions or learn more? I have a blog. It's on Instagram. Um, it's on Facebook as well, but it's not public at the moment. But um, I'll uh, put it on um, Instagram. So my Instagram handle is hair and skin diaries. So it's hair underscore and underscore skin underscore diaries. Okay, perfect. Well, I just can't thank you enough for your time today sharing with us and helping me to learn about the importance of sun protection and just dispelling some of those myths that are out there that we only need it mm. on the bright sunny days. I'm hoping <laughs> this this conversation helps a lot of people with protecting themselves more. And yeah, I just really appreciate all the research that you've done and all the ways that you're helping to provide that education for people. Oh, I'm I'm so grateful for you inviting me onto this podcast as well, just because it's uh, allow me to talk about something I'm really passionate about. So thank you so much for this opportunity as well. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I can't wait to see what you keep doing with uh, with your blog and your platform that you've created. I'm excited to follow along. Oh, thank you. Bye. 
All right, if you've just finished listening, there are no more excuses. You gotta go lay up on that sunscreen right now. Yep, even if you're not heading to the beach today, because remember, we need sunscreen every day, no matter what the weather is like. As long as there's daylight outside, we need it. We got so many great recommendations from Priya, and so you can buy from some of the brands that she mentioned or from my favorite brand, Coconut Joe's. I wear that stuff every day. Or you can do your own research. Hopefully you know how to do that now, what to look for. Make sure you avoid that oxybenzone whenever you can, and definitely avoid those aerosol cans. This is stuff that we are putting on our skin to protect our body, to protect our body's largest organ, and it's being absorbed by our bloodstream. So it's worth putting the time and the money into to research and to buy a brand that you can trust. It's worth it, especially if we're going to be wearing it every day like we should. There are also so many environmental impacts from this stuff that you probably didn't even know about and honestly I don't think we even went through all of them, we just went through a few. So think about the packaging, the ingredients that are in there that might be infecting the oceans or marine life or even the air quality around you. So many things to consider here, but I hope we helped you to feel more empowered to make a good decision about what sunscreen you're wearing. I really, really loved having Priya on the show. I learned so much from her and it is always fun to have guests from other countries. I highly recommend that you check out her blog. She's constantly posting different tips and ideas for you, hair care and skincare related, and it's not just for women. So check out her blog, connect with her on Instagram, and I'd love to connect with you too. I'm posting a lot on Instagram all the time too. My handle is is the heartfelt hippie i'd love to hear from you love to hear what you think of the show or if you have any feedback for me or other topics you'd like me to address on here or if nothing else i just love for you to say hey love your show i love hearing from listeners and like i said i'm not just posting over there to post i try to post helpful things only so connect with me over there or on facebook Make sure you subscribe to the show so you know when there's a new one available. Like I said, leave a review. And of course, make sure you research that SPF, wear your sunscreen every day, and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out. I'll never let you go.